I'm Corey Crenshaw. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation for um, our one episode a week now that we are uh, in a long enough pause of the NHL season. Um, As you can tell, I made the worst mistake ever and I got Richie and um, his roommate Kat into Tiger King and now they have been consumed. So taking a break from his new Tiger life Richie is here with us as always. How you doing, Richie? I have my own walk-up music now. This oh, is, God, please, no. Yes, this is that... this is Here Kitty Kitty for the Joe Exotic music song video. Where he's... Which is lip-synced, by the way. Yes, I found that out recently, actually. Because you could tell it's definitely not him. But this is the song that's about Carol killing her husband. <laughs> yeah, that is... We, we might want to cut that off. We don't. We, don't, we want to make sure that he doesn't... That He's the type of man that would sue us. Yeah, that's true. But he's in prison now, so... I mean, I don't I don't know who, who's in charge of any of that stuff anymore. Would it, would it be his... I don't know. His, I, his we've only known our three husbands husband? on the show. Hmm? His 19-year-old gay husband? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, like, I I don't think you need to throw in there, like, gay. If it's his husband, it's his husband. <laughs> but I guess I he did he did get two straight men to marry him. So there is there is a necessity there. And this, this is a solid point. It's funny because um, in our HPN group chat, there was people trying to... Uh, to get us to talk about a few conspiracies that were going around because apparently there's some banana lands conspiracies going on um, that like JFK Jr. would be coming back. Someone was thrown off a bridge here in Arizona. Um, And as they were trying to convince us to talk about that, I was like, you know what? There's already too many crazy things that we will be talking about. Um, when it just comes to tiger king because uh after i got you and cat on that there's there's no stopping that type of craziness for those of you that haven't watched you have to come into it knowing that you will think all of it is fake or you are on drugs watching it because it genuinely makes you feel that way like it's just every like we are uh we have one episode left as of the as of this recording, so we're gonna watch the um, the finale after we're finished recording here. Cat and I are, and it's just it just gets like crazier and crazier, like every every second, you know. And like, and the crazy thing is, is like there's a storyline about a a a cult basically involved, and then they j- talk about that in the second episode, and then they almost never bring it up again for the rest of the episode. The rest of the series because oddly that is the most normal thing that is going on <laughs> yeah because there's a murder conspiracy involved there's some yeah. arson involved <laughs> that's like if you go to it on netflix it literally says like polygamy murder um and something else. This is like the three different things. And then, like, I'm not kidding you guys. When my boyfriend turned it on, I genuinely thought it was like a, a something that was scripted. The way that it was presented, like, I thought it was like some type of like scripted show. And I will watch some like like the the parody uh, reality show type things. I haven't watched the new season of The Real Bros of Simi Valley, but I, I enjoyed that. That was that was really funny, the and what? it was. The Real Bros of Simi Valley. It's a. Uh, it's on Facebook. Watch. I haven't. Um, that at least the new one is the old. The old season started on YouTube, 
Um, but it was, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, Tetro. What is his first name? Uh, it starts with a J. Um, but he is, he does like the, the scripted reality show that is making fun of the real Housewives of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. And they did like this really random place in California called Simi Valley uh, to try and make a joke out of it. And like, are they do real bros of Simi Valley and it's just a scripted show of, of stupid nonsense, making fun of all of those um, reality shows. And those are really funny. I thought it was going to be something like that. And to learn that it is real makes me kind of fear the fact that that is something that's actually going on in real life for one and it also makes me wonder what is going on in middle america that's yeah because i think i've mentioned this to somebody earlier this week i was like this show can only take place in the united states of america it's the most american it's the most because like there's not crazy shit happening like this all over the world like you well, don't have them, a gay. It's, it's some you of this stuff normal. You like, don't have like some a, of them have like multiple wives in other countries. Yeah, that's true. Like but you don't have prince. a. But those that's just one story. But it's all all four of these stories combined into one, and that's only like, like the chick that killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. Probably, that's in Florida. Of course, it is. Were to be anywhere else. Same thing with like Joe Exotic in Oklahoma. Of course, that was in Oklahoma. Like, it, you don't have a gay, gun-toting, redneck guy who ran for governor, got 15% of the vote in his gubernatorial primary, <laughs> which was just insane, too. Like, The question is, was he really running for governor, or was he trying to cover up his own antics? These are the questions that you are left with. There are so many questions that you're actually still left with at the end of this. Oh sure, every every thirty seconds I had a new freaking question. Honestly, <laughs> well, and then also too, it was um I had you can find it on my Twitter. Um, I had quote tweeted a um this guy apparently did a podcast about it as well. Um, and there is an entire uh, Twitter thread uh, basically of, of other things that have happened. Um, since then and little facts and stuff like that. But one of the facts that I found really interesting, other than his husband getting new teeth, like props for him. Um, but like outside of that, the other thing that I thought was really interesting was the fact that Joe exotic supposedly thinks that this documentary was going to exonerate him. I don't know how you could think that this documentary is going to exonerate you. Like, yes, you were railroaded, but to exonerate you like completely like you didn't do anything wrong is is totally off base um it's not that it exonerates you it just shows that so many more people should have been arrested yeah like again again we're i'm six episodes in don't really know what the what the seventh episode entails but the guy who like was one of the informants basically was like yeah, he paid me to go kill this woman. Went down to Florida with the intention of doing so and then got cold feet and didn't do it. But, like, he's scot-free and he's not in prison. And, like, Kat and I were both like, wait, how is he not? He literally was part of the murder conspiracy and yet he's not in prison. <laughs> oh, wait until you get into, you hear all of the things that Jeff Lowe, all mm-hmm. the things that he's done. Like, that man should have been arrested about three or four times over. And, like, to me, I think he is going to end up getting arrested, and he's going to be going down for something even bigger. Oh, it wouldn't surprise um, me, because they kind of hinted at it that he had a shadowy past. Oh, yeah, no, that's what, like, as soon as it keeps, like, talking about it, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this this man should have been arrested. Like, I don't understand how he's not arrested. <laughs> like, and I don't understand how a lot of these people aren't arrested. And the fact that, you know, if the whole thing with Carol would have happened... um at an earlier time than the 90s, I think she also would have ended up getting arrested in all of this. Like, I just don't think anyone is clean in any of this. And um, these 
poor ass tigers are all being like caged up in all of these places and there's more of them in captivity than there are out in the wilderness so um you know stuck with these crazies i was watching planet of the apes yesterday and i go could you imagine if those tigers had gotten very intelligent and decided to rebel against um basically all of them all three of those camps i this would be a whole nother show i would watch it and um i would be i would be kind of glad that they started a rebellion because i can only imagine what they've been putting those things through yeah that's a, that's kind of the sad thing about the whole story is that like like carol's probably a murderer let yes probably maybe we don't really know but likely killed her second husband and like she is like oh i'm trying to help save the tigers here so she has a noble cause but is the worst at doing it oh yeah and she like cultly gets people to be like volunteers with her and then she has tears of volunteers yeah crazy absolutely crazy (laughs) you know what go and they're they're like and then after a year, you can go to a teal shirt and then a maroon shirt. And then we have royal blue, but then we also have aqua blue. Go and buy yourself a shirt in that color. With, put whatever that stuff is on there and then just like sneak in. I doubt she for she was like, oh, well, it's very hard for me to uh, keep track of like all of the people and know all their names and stuff. You know, like after they've been here for a couple of years, I'm like. Oh well, you've you've been here a lot, and I'm like, it takes you a couple of years to know who's walking around on your property. That's intelligent. Yeah. But um, I would just go buy a shirt in one of the lower tiered colors. Just walk on there. You could probably do it, because no one will know. And doesn't doesn't her husband look like Mitch McConnell? Yes, he does. <laughs> Every time they he both can... look like turtles. Yeah, they do. Every time he comes on screen, I'm like, that's. He, that guy was like the same lineage as Mitch McConnell, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it every time. Long lost twin, maybe. Yeah, and then like they had they showed the pictures of the wedding, and it was like a Flintstones wedding, and the dude is like on his knees with like tied up. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, um, I I did tell you guys beforehand that one of my favorite moments was when um she met. Her second husband, the one that we presume was fed to uh, the big cats. Um, when she was getting away from her first husband, because they were in an argument, she threw a potato at him. That's how she told the story. Was Oh, yeah. That, I was, was, that was great. I was trying to get away from him, so I threw a potato at him. And then I was walking down the street by myself. And then this man pulled up and he told me to get in the car with him. And I told him no. And so then he came by again and said, you can hold this gun at me, but I just want to talk. So I held this gun on him and we talked and then I didn't go home that night. It was the strangest thing ever. We're like, "Mm, maybe this guy that got fed to the tigers, maybe he's at least normal, you know, like Mm -hmm. this poor man just ended up getting into this terrible situation. Nope. Nope. He's just as, as batshit crazy as the rest of them. And, um, and he also had like, you know, left his first wife for her and, and had other girls on the side. And this whole thing is like incredibly messy, but can you imagine the amount of people that are like affected from this, like widespread because of the fact that like Jeff Lowe was in Vegas for a while and everything else. And like, all these people were like affected by this, but we're all now just finding out about it. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, that's it's all very it's all weird and like it's totally like I was talking with somebody this week who was like, "What if this was all faked? Like it's just all a big um uh like like somebody faked it. The entire story was just all it's all uh not not real. Like we think it's real, but it's not, and we're all just being punked." I would hope so. I would be so relieved. I'd be like, oh, thank God. That is how I, f- I feel like it's fake. And the entire time I kept on having to look steady and be like, how is this real? This cannot be real. 
someone scripted this. And that is what is bothering me about it to this day, is the fact that um, it's supposedly a real thing. If it was scripted, I would feel so much better. (laughs) And um, we put out a poll on the Twitter page at Corey underscore Richie show. We said, did Carol kill her husband? And 79% say yes. Yeah, I I feel like we're pretty much in consensus on that. I was listening. um, The only person who was on Carol's side when I was um, listening to Spit and Chicklets earlier this week was was Keith Yandel, which is sad because we all know how much I love Keith Yandel, and I'm definitely on the side of of Carol killing her husband. So, sorry. I just... um, Every time she would talk, I would, if I was her defense lawyer, I would not put her on the stand. Nope. You're not saying a damn word. No. And like everything you say sounds guilty. Yeah. And, and like every time they would interview her about it, like it was so shady. Like you could tell she was lying through her freaking teeth every time he talked to her and everything that came out of her mouth was completely fake. And, and yet like. Like, how freaking bad was the police department down in Florida that were they just weren't able to investigate anything? And, like, her own fucking, what, brother was part of the sheriff's department? Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Um, the sheriff down there. Oh, can you find my Twitter feed? That sheriff got, I think it was there. One of the sheriffs. And one of the it was either there or is where the Tiger King was. Um, oh, sh- shout out to uh, shout out to Isha who um, is one of our runners of this network. Um, he um, <laughs> he he was uh, he just said one hundred percent for if Carol killed her husband. So props to him for uh saying that because we agree with you but um let's see I, I let me pull up who was it one of the sheriffs in one of the towns it was either in tiger kings or it was um hers but one of them has that the sheriff of that town got arrested for some shit. Let me let me find it and I'll I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> like like I just can't believe that now granted it would be hard to find any evidence of of a tiger eating a body. They wouldn't it unless there was blood somewhere. But the fact that they never like obtained a shirt a search warrant and that a lot of times they'll go to the spouse first as one of the main suspects and they were like, Oh, well maybe we should go, go get a search warrant for the property to see if like anything was, was going on there. Cause like he, no, I guess he didn't live there, but I'm sure he was there a lot. So like maybe there was some sort of evidence there, but no, they didn't even go there and investigate it. Like ridiculous. Okay. So, it was the sheriff that was in uh, Oklahoma, so it was in um, the town that um, Tiger King was in, and Joe Exotic, um, and it's he was he had been found guilty of sexually assaulting an intellectually disabled man. Oh, so if you want to know how deep this stuff goes. It's not even just them. It is the people that surround them, even the law. So in Florida, her brother was a deputy sheriff. In Oklahoma, the police chief gets arrested for doing something despicable. So yes, this is some deep shit, and it's weird, and it scares me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm curious to see if they like make a sequel to this or not. Like... Because there's so many other storylines that were kind of dropped there. Like I said, the whole cult storyline was kind of touched on, but not really. Like, maybe they'll get, like, other than the one girl who they got on the record talking about it. Like, that's a whole show within itself. Is like, 
what went on in behind the walls there to try and bring that guy and put his ass in freaking prison where he belongs too. Talking about Doc Antle, the the guy in uh, where's his where's his zoo at? Somewhere on the East Coast, South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, South, yes, South Carolina. yes. I don't know how you remember that, but yes, uh, they only talk about that kind of briefly, and then they just kind of don't talk about where he's at anymore. I just realized that. Um, but in the end. I, I really just think whoever was made this documentary and was um, doing like the marketing for this, like the people from Netflix and all of that, this was very intelligent to have made this what it is during the quarantine time because people are, yeah. are bored and they are they are getting the chance to spend a lot more time watching things. And to have have this out there like that, that is one of those things that's so crazy you can't believe that it, like, sadly draws you in. It was incredibly intelligent for them to be pushing this out when they did because, I mean, it, it worked out very well. And there's so much more we didn't even talk about, like, all the madness. It's just... It's just too... Well, we don't want to spoil everything if you haven't watched it. Yeah, well, we'll be spoiled about pretty much everything that all the good, most of the overarching story. But guess what? It happened like three years ago, so you can all find it on the internet anyway. Anyway, quickly before we, um, before we we move on and tell you about Southern Scholars socks in, in just a moment, did you ever watch Making a Murderer? No, that was that was another thing that it was compared to was that it had a Making a Murderer arc to it. Well, then this completely dismisses my question. I'll still ask it anyway because I think it's interesting. This this one had a lot of buzz surrounding it, a lot of internet buzz, and, and it was the same thing with Making a Murderer when it came out several years ago. So my question was going to be, which did you find more entertaining and then which like would you, did you think had more uh, was more popular essentially? But you haven't seen it, so I can't ask that question. So, I would, I would probably like just. I, I obviously haven't seen Making a Murder, but I would still say this, like that with Tiger King, because this has more. T- this is more in it than one very well written TV show. Like there, you know, there there's those TV shows that go into some a lot of really dark stuff or really complicated stuff and they always have all these different overarching drama lines in them this had more than more of them in there without even trying yeah i think there was this story was more crazy than making a murder i think and i enjoyed the story more of of tiger king because it was just you couldn't believe it, but with like making a murderer, it was interesting because it had kind of a an overarching theme to it, which was like uh, essentially looking at our justice system and how fucked up it really is, and it was just a fascinating dive deep into that. Um, but Tiger King, it just it just a a fun, ridiculous watch. I would also suggest that if you do have time to go back and watch Making a Murderer. Um, because it is very good, and you'll be addicted really, really quickly. And you either come in on either side of of the case, and ter- at the end of it, you're like, "Well, is he guilty? Is he not guilty?" And and you're going to be either really pissed or really happy about how it turns out. And there's actually two seasons of it. Uh, the first season was insanely good. Second season not as good. Still kind of somewhat entertaining. But anyway, Tiger King, go watch it if you haven't seen it. Any, uh, Southern Scholar, Corey, let's tell the people about Southern Scholar. Like we have been yes. for, for the last many weeks on our show. Yes, so Southern Scholar is a company that is owned by a local. He played hockey here in Arizona for uh, the Junior Coyotes. I went straight into calling it Kaha. Um, and he moved to Texas and created this company because he was sitting at work and was really annoyed by how boring he had to dress and he couldn't have a lot of style into it so he created these socks that 
can give you a lot of style even when you're wearing the boringest of outfits. Here, you, you know, you're stuck at home, you're not having to dress for work, but you can still have the fun and the funk of the style of comfortable, good-looking socks that can cheer you up and keep your feet all nice and warm and toasty by going to southernscholar.com and using our code THPN. Yes, you get $5 off of your order, and you can either subscribe to their monthly subscription box, you can order a la carte through their shop, and during quarantine, you can wear them around the house, and they're just as comfy. Because like you said, Corey, when you're in quarantine, you want to be comfortable, and sometimes you don't want to wear the uncomfy, like, Hanes socks that you wear all the time. Well, pop on some Southern Scholars instead while you're chilling with a bottle of wine, watching Tiger King on your couch. You'll feel a lot more comfortable. SouthernScholar.com So, there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, because first of all, for, full disclosure, we haven't recorded an episode in what, two weeks? Yeah, let's just say we got a little out of hand with our three-part <laughs> episode with Cat. I mean, um... Props to Kat for sitting through that with us. And props to you guys for listening through that. Um, I, I know we were a little probably crazy and a little all over the place. But um, we appreciate you sticking with us through these weeks when we were all very unsure of what was going to be going on. And we were already starting to go a little bit stir crazy. Um, but now we're in the flow. We're in the flow of being quarantined and uh, still have no idea what's going on. But... Uh, you know, some things that are still developing and we have, you know, a fair amount of stuff that's happened between then and now because those were all pre-recorded shows. Yeah, so we haven't been able to keep you up to date on what's been going on with the Coyotes recently. And there's some news around it, so we finish up the episode with it. Um, first off, they've been doing these virtual games on NHL 20, which have been pretty fun. I... Full disclosure, haven't really watched any of them, but at least they're doing it. They're, that's cool. Like they have Matt McConnell doing the play-by-play. They have a they had a, a whole stinking post-game show afterwards where Nasher, Biz, and usually one of the players will do like a post-game interview. And uh, I think it's kind of fun that they're doing this, right? You gotta pass the time somehow, so you might as well pop have some virtual hockey to watch over over nothing else. No, it's, it's a ton of fun, and it's funny because the first thing I thought, for those of you that don't know, um, Richie's first love back when uh, we were all in college was um, doing play-by-play. So the first thing I thought when I watched this was, oh my gosh, we should have Richie do a play-by-play of, um, of an NHL 20 game. So I just feel like that would be a lot of fun um, because it just, it, it does, it kind of brings back your own kind of memories because everyone has some type of memories when it comes to that game. And then it also gives you a nice warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside, just hearing them um, call it and talk about it and, and give the post game. The post game made me laugh that they even did that. That was a whole nother level, but you know, they have to be going a little bit stir crazy themselves too. So I'm sure it was a a feeling of normalcy. Um, I had, put out on Twitter too how many old games like in general like actual old games that everyone had been watching because I had watched my first one last night which was um game what was that that would have been game six of the um NHL playoffs between um, the Capitals and the Penguins in 2018. I watched that one last night. That was my first one that I've uh, stooped to watching. And uh, it did feel very much like home. So, um, you know, you have to find those comforts in these times. And that was my comfort. And you guys had said that... A lot of you, 64% have watched none, and 36% have watched one to five. But um, I, I think it's really cool that they did that because it's a nice 
sense of feeling of home, but then you also don't fully know the outcome because it's something new, even though it's, you know, virtual. And I found, I found the play-by-play of one of the goals from the, from the uh, Vegas, Arizona NHL 20 game. I think this goal was like a hat trick goal for Carl Soderberg in the game, but here's, here's how it sounded like. I think this is Matt McConnell here. Move here. Galagoski shut on and a stop by Fleury. Playing into the corner in front, Soderberg scores! Carl Soderberg, he's made it a 5-1 game and that's the hat trick for Big Carl. Power play goal to finish off the hat trick and the Coyotes now with a 5-1 lead. So here's the thing about this. You didn't see the video, Corey, but... (laughs) Um, this does that did not look like a Coyotes power play at all. First of all, they're playing the Knights here, Mark Andre Fleury, and Carl Soderberg literally didn't have a guy within ten feet of him. Like somehow, some way, he was like right in front of the net, wide open, with nobody, no defenseman around him. It was hilarious. It definitely wasn't a, a normal Coyotes power play. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's still a video game, and and uh, and breakaways in that game aren't incredibly difficult, you know. So it it does. It, there is a a little bit of a difference in there in the way that you it's played and so on. Who was actually playing the game? Do you know? It was a simulation. Oh, it was just the entire thing was simulation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, they should have made that a little bit more realistic. Yeah, they should have had they should have actual players doing it. That's what I thought that they were gonna have. Now that isn't as fun, much fun. They should have had players do it. Yeah, because that's what they've been doing with NASCAR the last two weeks. They've been doing virtual NASCAR. Yeah, like at least have more fun in in it rather than just you know simulating it and letting like a computer go. That's not as much fun. I would much rather them at least use their their thumb skills, you know, over nothing. Yeah, and like the Suns have been doing it where they have had one of their players going up against one of the players from like the opposing team during their through their virtual season. So that was I don't know what the Coyotes should do the same thing. That'd be fun. I mean, at least for the Suns, um they probably are better on <laughs> in, on the virtual side than they actually, are in real life. Actually, they are cuz they I think the last game they had, they they won by like I think it was um uh, fr- uh, Frank Kaminsky was playing or something like that. Or no, oh no, it was uh, Ty Jerome was playing, and he won by like thirty-five points, which the Suns would never do. But <laughs> see, see, you know, maybe we can have nice things if it's just in a virtual world. Arizona can have nice things in a virtual world. That's so sad to say. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to keep moving on from there because that, that just actually made me really sad. Say that we can't ever have re- good things in real life. Oh, can Who knows? I, yeah. Can I answer your question about how many games I've watched? Oh, yes. I forgot to answer that question. The answer is I haven't watched any Coyotes games. I haven't watched any replayed NHL games. But I did watch today NBC played the 2018 gold medal game between the U.S. and Canada, the women's game. Incredible. God, that game was so good. Holy smokes. That is game. awesome. And uh, yeah, Kat and I were watching that. Izzy was watching it too. And uh, she seemed to enjoy it because she was asking us, she was like, who, what are their names? She was asking what their names were. So we were going through the roster <laughs> telling her who the, who the players were. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. That's super cute. See, and that is how you nurture a little hockey fan mm-hmm. right there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she's going to be super smart. Uh, She's going to know more about goaltending than we do by the the age of, like, 12. Mm -hmm. Because Kat will instill everything she knows into that child by the time she's uh, able to uh, multiply things. So that that kid's going to be super smart when it comes to all that. She'll be the... It'll be really cool... in all of this with everything that's going on with women's hockey and everything just to see the, you know, the, the next generation of hockey fans and 
hockey players. It'll be really cool to see because there's a whole movement that is going on right now in the NHL and um, just hockey in general of how everything is changing. There's It's very much leaving the old spirit of hockey of what it's been for many, many years. So it, it'll be really interesting to see what it looks like, you know, another 20 years from now. Yep, I think yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you. Just, I was watching that game, and I was like, "It's like, man, like the NHL is never this fun." And like we were like looking back and kind of remembering about like where we were and stuff from watching it. And it's like, do you remember how stressful it was to watch that game? Oh, extraordinarily. And a lot of the time, that because of the time difference, it was like super wonky times. Yeah, and I. I had misremembered how late it was, but yeah, you're right. The game didn't finish until around basically around midnight here in Phoenix. And that was like the most normal timing. A lot of the other games were like four in the morning, three thirty in the morning. And you would have to like watch it in the morning and try and hope not that hope to not get it spoiled previously. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a whole bunch of um, having to do things on that game in particular. I remember staying up and I remember um, all of us. Um, it was, it was a Twitter fest out there. Everyone was just going crazy on it. That was really cool. It was a very sentimental moment. Like it was really fun to watch. It was one of those that um, I don't know why in particular, but it meant, I guess like more to me than I thought it would. And I felt like it did for a lot of people and it's one that i will always remember yeah and uh sucks that we won't like we've talked about this on the show before that we don't get the women's world championships uh this year because of the uh covid19 outbreak unfortunately um so we have to wait a whole nother year to get like a big women's hockey tournament uh, which are always fun to watch. So, unfortunately, and the Olympics, too. The Olympics, the Summer Olympics, come off the ice. Summer Olympics aren't going to happen this year either, which kind of sucks because, like, I I love watching Olympics. I know there's not a, there are people out there that don't really like watching it, but, like, I think both of us have talked about this before, too, which is, like, both of us love watching, like, even the weird sports. I was going to say, Richard, this is, and you know I only mean, I mean business when i call you richard mm -hmm. this is the olympics where we get table tennis oh so, yeah i'm very serious about this i enjoy watching table tennis no yeah it's so much more than i should it is like so close action to each other that it, it also it's like it's very nerve-wracking to watch like i it's funny because after softball came out i played softball like it, it always like kind of bummed me out and then but i also played volleyball so i got, always loved watching beach volleyball during the summer and then i got so deep into table tennis i was like what is this but it's so exciting in a weird way i agree with you i 100 agree with you i love that i love uh like the fencing and all that stuff and it's been four years already. Since archery. Yeah, archery. That's yeah. That's another one I, I get into. I get very into the archery one. <laughs> because that one, it's like everyone gets like tens. So you get one nine and it's like, ooh, you may have just blown it for your entire team. And so it's like it's there's minimal room for error. So that one's always very entertaining as well. Yeah, wasn't during and, the last Olympics, weren't you and I like usually up both really late watching like some of the – it was it was either table tennis or it was like badminton and there's a couple other weird sports in there too that both of us would always like text that we were watching these ridiculous ass um sport uh, summer olympics sports late at night oh hell yeah mm -hmm. yeah no we, we would be up like watching it's kind of like during the winter olympics I am watching curling into god-awful hours of the morning. I don't know why, but I will be up at like 3 o'clock in the morning watching curling. <laughs> For no good reason, mm -hmm. other than the fact that like I couldn't sleep, and I'm like, God, there's got to be some curling on. And there was. There always was curling on at like 3 in the morning, so I just always like watched it. And so that um that's basically where the uh, whole table tennis and all that type of stuff 
takes place is it all of the abstract sports. I mean, table tennis actually gets shown in like primetime midday. So it's archery. Like it's like actually like 10, 11 o'clock that they'll show those. Um, yeah. See, I know my shit. I even know about what time. Um, but like they'll show some of the, they don't show everything. So they'll show the extra stuff at night. Mm-hmm. And that's when it gets interesting. It's because it's the ones that they don't think deserve prime time. So it's the weird abstract ones and Richie and I will be up watching them and talking to each other about them because that's what we do. I just pulled up my Snapchat to see if I had any Snapchats from the 2016 Summer Olympics. And only one I have is um, of the U.S. women's gymnastics team winning their gold medal. Ah, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. We won't that yet. too. Gymnastics is always so much fun to watch. Yeah, and I think Simone Biles was supposed to be in the Olympics this year. I'm, I think I'm pretty sure. So, and she's like probably the best to ever do it, in my opinion. And we won't be able to see her for another year, which sucks. Because, and the thing about that is with gymnastics, these girls are usually in and out. They only usually only get one Olympic Games to shine, uh, and so. The fact that it's getting a whole another extra year back, it kind of sucks for a lot of those girls because that's what they do. That's what they train their entire life leading up to when they're 16, 17, 18 years old to be in the uh, represent the United States in gymnastics. And now they got to wait a whole another year. Exactly. And that well, and that's the thing is their bodies can only take so much too. You have a certain point where your body is just like, you know, I can't handle how how much of a toll this sport takes on my body. And that's part of their problem when they start coming out. But, I mean, on the bright side is a year from now, we will still get it. Mm-hmm. I was very concerned that we weren't going to be getting these Olympics. And there's a lot of people that are training for these things for a very long time. And this is their whole goal is to get into these things. You know, there's there's yearly competitions and stuff like that, but there's not as... There's nothing like the Olympics, and I was really afraid that they were going to get rid of it altogether, and if they did that, then there, of course, wouldn't be one for another four years for the summer. So I'm really glad that um, they're just postponing it, and uh, then we'll get to see it in 2021. Maybe 2021 will be... The year that everyone thought 2020 would be. Exactly. Yeah. So we're at 42 minutes. We were going to talk about some comments that John Chaika made in The Athletic. Oh, I have a quick rundown if you would like me to do a quick rundown of it. Yeah, yeah. What's the the SparkNotes version? Okay. So, um, yes. It's just like uh, what's what's the one that where you're reading? um, Is is it SparkNotes too that does Mm -hmm. the – when you're reading Shakespeare and it – translates it for you that's basically what i'm doing um so um only aaron ness has taken a test for covid19 he tested negative none of the players currently are um positive for covid19 um aeg has taken out the ice on the and on, on the rink in the arena and um, that was not from the Coyotes. That was from AEG. They are the ones that are in charge of that. They are trying to go off of what the timeline may be for um, when the season may be coming back. Still no one really knows. Um, so they have taken the ice out for now because it's very costly to keep it going, especially when there is no one in there because they are not allowed to be on the ice. Um, the... Draft is having some they're ever they're having some issues with the whole draft situation because of um, so many so many things were contingent upon whether a team made the playoffs and so forth. Um, the Coyotes, of course, have one of those situations where um, when the Coyotes acquired Hall in December from New Jersey, the Devils acquired three prospects, a first round pick in 2020, top three protected or 2021 and a 20 
and a conditional third-round choice in 2021, which can become a first-round pick if the Coyotes win a playoff round this year and sign Hall to a new contract before he becomes an unrestricted free agent on July 1st. It would upgrade to a second round if one of those two things happens. The, so they're having problems with that those situations because if they don't know if they're going to do a shorter end of the season, change the playoffs, and make it or if they're going to make it a playoffs with a larger number of teams they don't really particularly know what's going to happen which also affects these type of conditions in trades that um have previously happened um darren ferris uh taylor hall's um agent has been in talks with Chica and the Coyotes. They've been kind of going back and forth, talking stuff out. Neither of them really know what's going on. Um, so it's very hard to kind of determine what's going on. But they have been um, trying to gather as many facts as they can on both sides. And they are in talks. Um, when it came to um, to questions about Tockett and the coaching team, um he was Trey was very vague, but he did say that he felt like that um, coaching team in general was incomplete. That their what they had done this season was what he would call incomplete, and I don't think it had anything to do with like the season being cut off incomplete. I think it had more in the fact that they were very close to where they wanted to be, but it just wasn't quite there. And he liked the culture they were creating, but he felt like their job was just simply incomplete. Connor Garland is good. He, um, they said if he would, if they were on the ice right now, that he would be skating. However, um, since this is um, this pause gives him gives them time to um, basically make sure that he is one hundred percent, and that if they if and when they do come back. Um, he can go through the proper protocols for rehab and he can be um, 100% when they all come back. So that is good news for if and when the season comes back. There is your rundown of the information from John Chica. Thank you very much, Corey, for that. Now our Sporting Nation is informed before we wrap up the show. We have one more thing we want to tell you about, which is a new sponsor to the program. Manscaped. It is exactly what you think it is for the gentlemen who are listening to us right now. And for the women who are listening to us right now, who have gentlemen in their lives, you can make sure that your bush is cut. Am I right, Corey? (laughs) (laughs) We called it uh, the man meat mower earlier today. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was uh, pretty funny. But yes, our newest sponsor is Manscaped. And again, just like all on all the others, our uh, promo code is THPN for them. You get 20% off in free shipping. Um, they just came out with their lawnmower 3.0. So yes, the mower part we didn't come up with ourselves. Um, the man meat part we did come up with, or technically I think Scotty threw it in there. It was, it was a nice little mixture of all of us all talking. Um, and, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's got, um, a plate and it makes sure that you don't nick yourself. It's got an LED light so you can see what you're doing. It makes you nice, have nice, soft nuts let's be honest here and every man wants nice soft nuts and every woman wants nice soft nuts so uh go out get yourself the lawnmower 3.0 using our t our thpn promo code and you can be nice and ready for either your lady that you're quarantined with i know that you know if you're quarantined with your lady you got a lot of time on your hands which means that you can be doing a lot of things. Although, people, let's not have a bunch of pregnancies after we're all out of quarantined. Yeah, just, go that's... go get some of those Joe Exotic condoms while you're at it. Oh, God, no. Um, 
order something online. Don't leave your house. Um, but, uh, you know, make sure that you're prepared and that you're treating your lady correctly while you're at home. And um, if not, then, you know, trim yourself up for yourself just to feel nice and, and it's about to get hot again. So, you know, nice and soft and breezy. And then uh, be prepared for when we get out of this. That's what that's what I told Richie, that he's got to get on it. So that way, when the ladies come a-flocking, once he's out of quarantine, <laughs> he's prepared. And I will be prepared because I am awaiting to get my Lawnmower 3.0 in the mail. It's apparently gotten crossed in the mail. I'm trying to figure out where it is. But when I get it, I promise I will use it. Use it well. Not nick anything. And I will use, like, they, it also, apparently the package that they send us also comes with, like, ball toner. Yes. It, it comes and with, ball deodorant, uh, too. So you smell nice down there in case you want to. Well, that's what, uh, what did you call it? Their, their ball toner is called ball juice, Ball right? juice. That's, what, you that's it? what I called it is ball juice. <laughs> ball juice. So, you know, we've got names for everything, nicknames for everything. So, um, if you know something is good, if we are able to give it a nickname. So, and, and as much as Richie has, has not gotten it yet and hasn't gotten to try it yet, um, I, I am fortunate to know the results of it because um, before we even got the sponsor, um, my boyfriend had gotten the exact Manscaped um, lawnmower that we were talking about here and it's great. It's fantastic. I can atone to it. So, um, you know, go and get yourself one and get yourself prepared and uh, just feel nice and breezy. It's hot in Arizona. We're getting up into the 80s next week. Get prepared. Very well said. Now, remember, we only come to you once a week now, so we'll be back with you again on Monday with more stuff to talk about. Whatever that may be, we don't really know. Hopefully I get my lawnmower by then. And we can talk we'll about it. it. We'll track down FedEx. We'll do it. We'll find it. Uh, until then, follow the network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and Instagram for all the information. HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. There's a new podcast now on the network. It's called House of Hockey. It's hosted by a couple of women, which we love. Hey. I love it. I love it. And the more women on the network, the better, as we like to say. So go listen to them, and uh, and then we, Corey and I, will be back with you next week. Good night, and good hockey, everybody.